and thank you for listening to the 6570 Family Project Podcast. This is a passion project I have to bring you insight and tactical advice that you can take and run with today from myself and a very talented and genuine group of guests brought together to help you take your family experience from good to great and build that foundation of confidence and respect and wisdom that every parent wants to see their child master before they ever leave home. What I really love, though, is connecting with you and giving you a space to connect with each other, which is exactly why the Family Architects Club exists. This private parents club is designed for every parent going through the 6570, those 6,570 days of the parenthood childhood dynamic, which is where your most influential and most impactful window exists as a parent. And this community supports, it guides, it laughs, it builds together to help you in the greatest project that you will ever have as a parent. That being the 6570 Family Project. So I invite you to come on into this club, get to know people and see what is waiting for you, including a free members only gift that you will love and use over and over and over again as a parent. So I can't wait to see you there. And you can just go to NellieHarden.com slash community. Again, that's NellieHarden.com slash community to get connected and get your free members only gift. So I will see you there. Hello, and welcome to the 6570 Family Project Podcast. If you are a parent of a tween, teen, or somewhere on the way, this is exactly the place for you. This is the playground for parents who want to raise their kids with intention, strength, and joy come and hear all the discussions get all the tactics and have lots of laughs along the way we will dive into the real challenges in raising kids today how to show up as parents and teach your kids how to show up as members of the family and individuals of the world my name is nelly harden big city girl turned small town sip an iced tea on the front porch mama who loves igniting transformation in the hearts and minds of families by helping them build self-led discipline and leadership that elevates the family experience and sets the kids up with a rock solid foundation they can launch their life on all before they ever leave home. This is the 6570 Family Project. Let's go. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the 6570 Family Project Podcast where we are putting aside the power struggles and finding the path to lead our young women toward confidence, wisdom, and respect so they can prepare to be out in the great big world out there. As you can probably tell, my voice is a little off today. You guys, I spent a weekend in the very frigid mountains of North Carolina. It is winter time right now, uh, February actually, and uh, there was a lot of fun things to do. We tried skiing. There was a swing that you drop from. I I am a youth leader in the community and we were out there on a winter retreat. Uh, so it was me, two other extraordinary women and, uh, let's see, 19 
no, 17 uh, young women, all in middle and high school. And we had a bunch of young men with us as well. Um, and I think it was the dropping from the swing. It was a swing that lifted you, gosh, probably 45, 50 feet in the air and then dropped you. And we did it at night. And I think that's when I lost my voice, which was the first night we were there but probably uh, screaming uh, as I was skiing down the hill at people to watch out because I was coming after them and my not so coordinated skiing didn't help the voice. But that is why I am a little raspy today, but full of heart, full of joy, full of so much after spending the last few days just really uh, focused on and being in the world of these young women. And so one thing I wanted to come on here today and just talk about is I found it really interesting that when we get to these retreats, uh, the, one of the very first things that we do is we ask them to all uh, gather their phones and we collect them, right? And this is a, supposed to be an unplugged weekend. We are a Christian organization. We want you to just really focus inward, of course, have fun. Your you know, friends are there, um, but really just having that reflection time, right? And all of those um, distractions from the world, all of that nagging, you know, phones, uh, those notifications. It reminds me of this little, like two-year-old on your sleeve going, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me now, look at me now, look at me now. Right. How annoying. I bet it was, you got annoyed just listening to me say that. And I think I only said it four times. Notifications go off hundreds of times a day and they are like the nagging two-year-old. So anyway, we get there and we ask everybody within minutes, okay, guys, time to hand in your phones. And the look of just like, okay, here it is, you know, and these are not girls that you would think, oh, well, maybe they don't use their phone all that much. Oh, no, no, no. They are like, you know, the rest of uh, teens in America, rest of most adults in America addicted to phones. And, but when they pass them in, it was like, ah, oh, okay, I can, I can breathe now. I can go now. And everybody was just super happy. There was not reluctance. You know, sometimes you'd be like, no, I don't want to give up my phone or, uh, are you sure? Can I keep it just for this or whatever? No, it just was fine. Everybody knows we collect phones and they go in there. And what I find really interesting is I was talking to before, prior to this on Wednesday nights, which is when we all gather anyway, I was talking to a young group and it was just myself and uh, maybe four or five young women, all um, let's see, there's a uh, sophomores, juniors, seniors, high school that I was speaking with. And they said one of the, their most favorite things and uh, that they do as far as their phones is give them up when we are going on these trips. And I found that really interesting because you guys, they don't want to be like tied to these things. They don't want to be tied like tethers to these phones either, but it is just the world we live in and the quote unquote norm, right. That we have because they feel like they have to be because they're going to have FOMO. They're going to miss out on something. They're not going to be a part of something that's happening and people expect them always to know, right. There's the whole, you know, Oh, someone left me on red. Right. And thank you. iPhones. Now we have it, uh, which is helpful in some ways and really not helpful in others. When you send a text to somebody, 
it says if they have read it or not, right? It's, it's sent, it's delivered, and then it is read. And if someone reads it and doesn't reply, the sky is falling and they left me on red, which means they don't care or I am not worth it or some emergency is happening, right? It is catastrophizing all of these things, but it just doesn't need to be, be that way, right? And so they don't want to be tethered to it, but they feel like they have to be. And I find that really interesting because when I was talking to this young group of women before we even uh, left on this trip, they were talking about how nice it would be to have more boundaries. And these young women didn't have any boundaries except for one said, you know what, uh, when we go to restaurants, I'm not allowed to take them in. I'm like, cool. Awesome. You know? And then another one said, well, I'm not allowed to stay on my phone until like two in the morning or anything. And I was like, gulp two in the morning. What, you know, um, no way. And so <laughs> I was like, what is the cutoff? One thirty? I don't know. But, um, and that's not to say these parents aren't great parents because they are, they're great parents. It's just that we have been so inclined to just accept these phones as part of our society. Now, these phones, these electronics, this access to the world. And we kind of forget that we can put some boundaries up and these kids are begging begging for some boundaries. And when I talked about what we do in our home, which like I am not the end all be all by any means, but through, you know, trial and error with our four kids, our four young women who are 12, 14, 14, and 16 right now, what we do is six o'clock, all the phones are in a box in our office upstairs. And it is my husband and I's office. And that is where the phones go. And they stay in there until 11 o'clock in the morning, the next day. Now I do have one that goes to school. My oldest goes to school and she's driving. And of course we let her have her phone for that because emergencies, etc. Um, so she gets her phone earlier in the morning, but the rest of them that are home, because I'm still homeschooling three of them, they stay in that box until 11 a.m. And between 11 and six, they can have their phones and they get 30 minutes whenever they want in there after chore and school, of course, um, to have fun, play games, you know, do whatever they want, text and, and do things. Um, but a half hour a day staring at the screen and then they, you know, they get TV time too, um, which is a separate, uh, you know, boundary that we have. But as far as their screens go, a half hour a day, uh, whenever they want between 11 and six which was really funny because some of the kids on the bus, it was a long bus ride to this place, y'all. So we had, uh, let's see, it was a, a little over, it was about a 50 hour trip, let's call it. 24 of those hours were spent on a bus. Uh, we had some issues uh, one time with things, but yeah, 24 hours on this bus with these um, 29 kids. Like I said, 17 of them were, uh, 18 of them, I'm sorry, were young women. So Anyway, some people found out because my kids were just, oh yeah, this is what we do with our phones. And I had kids coming up to me and being like, you only let your kids be on their phones for 30 minutes a day. And then we're like, yeah, you know, um, my husband's a youth leader too. So he was on the, the trip as well. And so we're like, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's plenty of time and to, you know, do your stuff and whatever. Of course, when they're on the bus, they were allowed to have, you know, more because we were on the bus for 24 hours. Um, and, uh, but, and they were all playing among us and things like that with friends. But anyway, 
so many people were shocked and we're like, yeah, yeah, well, that's what we do. And you know, it's our boundary. It's our, it's our standard. And, and, but what I found with other kids is they were almost jealous of that. They were like, wow, that's, that's really interesting. Huh? And the more I spend with this generation of young men and women, and especially the young women that I, that I mentor, they really are looking for these beautiful boundaries. And I have spent it just in 2022 alone, you guys. So what we're, we're about six weeks in. So in just this year alone, I have done about 40 interviews, like long winded interviews with parents from around the globe. I'm talking coast to coast in the United States, uh, England, Africa, Philippines, France, Canada, Australia, the number one obstacle that every single parent brings up that they face is in raising their kids today is social media and technology, social media and technology. So the question then begs, why are we having such a huge problem with our children having too much of something with something that they need and want a break from anyway, right? It's not going to be like you go up to your kid and say, okay, well, why don't we start, you know, some boundaries and put, you know, why don't we have your phone over here? And they're going to be like, sure, mom, that sounds great. Right. It's not going to be that way. Let's be honest. There is this veneer of, um, of, uh, defiance, right. There's this veneer of, uh, um, I, you know, this shouldn't be, uh, I should be able to have this right entitlement type thing going on, but you can get through the veneer. I promise you can get through the veneer, but that is the, that is the great question. We're having such a problem with this coast to coast worldwide. Number one answer from every single parent. There wasn't one parent that didn't have this in their top three obstacles that they are facing as a parent of a teen and tween today of a young woman. And I'm sure it's the same with young men too, because many of these parents also had young men uh, for sons. And what I found so interesting is that these, these uh, girls, these young women are begging for boundaries on something that we are having a problem with anyway. So boundaries are beautiful, you guys. My youngest daughter and I, uh, my youngest daughter now is 12. Uh, her name is journey. And when she was, gosh, it was 2014. So, uh, about five years old, uh, we were in a massive car accident. Uh, I was heading down the highway and it was one of those highways that has, um, a stoplight, you know, every so often. So we were stopped at a stoplight and we were maybe three, four cars back, uh, three, four, five. And I look in the rear view mirror, mirror and there is a huge, like duly white pickup truck barreling down behind me. And I just start going, he's not going to stop. My daughter's watching frozen. You know, we got, let it go screaming at the top of the, the lungs in the car. She's five years old in her car seat, of course. And this truck is not stopping. And I'm like, what do I do? I don't want to be pancake between these two, but I also like, didn't want them to just ram into the car in front of me. And, but I had to think really quick. And so I turned the wheel. And as soon as I turned the wheel and he hit really hard, uh, I don't even know how many miles per hour he hit me, but he never hit the brake before he hit me. That's he just slammed right in. But when he hit, I had turned the wheel. So I did not hit the car in front of me. And he was stopped by my van. So he didn't hit the car in front of my, me either. 
And he, uh, he hit us. We went down the median and it was a kind of a little Valley type deal. We went down the median and back up the other side, hit the guardrail, which stopped us from going into oncoming traffic on the other side of the highway, which was going like gangbusters. And if that guardrail, if that boundary would not have been there, I would not have been there. My daughter would not have been there. She actually came out of her car seat in the midst because we had a back end collision followed by a front end collision. Uh, the, the van was of course totaled, but she had flown out of her car seat. All the windows were busted in. I was trapped in the car. Both of us walked out of there. She had like a tiny, I mean, it was like equivalent to a paper cut scratch on her back that was it. And I was fine. We were emotionally shaken up, of course, mentally shaken up, of course, but physically fine. But it was that boundary. It was that guardrail that kept us alive. And that's what I see in here. When I think of boundaries and guardrails, right? Driving is fine. Driving is good. Boundaries and guardrails keep you safe on that road, right? And that's the same thing with social media technology that we're facing today. And, you know, if your kids need it for school, awesome, right? We, we have kind of a saying, you know, uh, I, I have a job where I am, you know, helping families be able to help raise their, their daughters and their kids. And if I have to get on to do something, if I'm recording a podcast in Australia, there's crazy hours and what have you. And it falls within that, you know, six, 6 PM to 11 AM thing. It's okay. Because I'm like, you know what? I am helping humanity. I am helping uh, um, families grow. That is a different reason than getting on to, you know, check texting or, you know, play some game or, or whatever it is. Um, so there's some, there's some exceptions to that guardrail, but otherwise it's pretty much there. And within the 6570, right, the 6570 days that we are training our children for adulthood, that's the whole purpose of childhood. Now we have a whole lot of fun in there. We nurture, right? It's not just like a regimented, we are training you. It's not boot camp, right? Um, although sometimes it can feel that way. It isn't boot camp, but we are nurturing, we are growing their emotional intelligence, we are growing their interpersonal intelligence so they know how to carry on a conversation and, and relate to people and have empathy toward people, right? We are also growing their practical wisdom within that time so they know how to do something when they get out of here and they don't stare at a washing machine and wonder where you put the quarters in and it takes care of you or the magical person comes around the corner to take care of it. And we, of course, uh, have a, uh, educational wisdom that is poured into them during the 6570. But we are teaching them and leading them to be able to set healthy boundaries on their own. And they will never be able to set healthy boundaries on their own if they're not taught, if the seed isn't planted to what that looks like by you, right? By parents. We are their teacher to prepare them for adulthood. And we want them to set healthy boundaries as adults, which means we need to help them set healthy boundaries. Now, remember training ground, planting the seeds. It is the driver's ed of adulthood, right? It is, uh, what adulting ed. <laughs> can we, can we call it that adulting ed? 
So you guys, healthy boundaries are wonderful. And I'm really diving into this. There's no way I could cover it in one podcast, but I just wanted to put that drop in your ear right now that we are having this massive problem with our kids spending too much time on social media, getting too sucked in, losing their identities, losing their self-esteem, bullying, right? I had a huge discussion with a, with a parent group about that today, the bullying. And is it happening face-to-face? Nope. It's happening over texting these big group chats and leaving people out and saying things and screenshots and being, I mean, it is a mess y'all. It is, it is such a mess but we're having such a problem with it yet. The kids are also begging to have some boundaries about that. So I just want to perk. I want to have you percolate on that for a little bit. And I will be back to you next week with a wonderful interview. Um, and, uh, with a, um, guest that is going to be talking about what to do on the dinner table. It is so fascinating. And I loved it. She's so funny and it really brings the family together with food. I mean, doing my favorite things. It's awesome. But that is next week. And then the next week I will come back to you and we're going to dive into this a little bit more again, but until next time, you guys keep teaching, keep laughing, keep loving. And above all, remember to keep showing up with intention in the 6570 parenthood, childhood experience because they need you. All right, guys, I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you were able to take something from our discussion that you can use to build the foundation of self-led leadership in your own family. If you are a parent with children 17 or younger, and especially those around nine and up, I would love to extend an invitation to you to the best club in town. The Family Architects Club is a private club where intentional parents go that want to love, support, connect, or reconnect, and really truly help guide their kids and teach them how to self-lead in discipline and leadership. This is an online community and you are welcome to it. Parenting is a project and you are the architect of this one. You plan, you design, and oversee the construction of the beginning of someone else's life. And that's what goes into these first 6,570 days, and it will be the foundation for the rest of their lives. So come join the club. You can find your invitation on the front page of my website, NellieHarden.com. That is N-E-L-L-I-E-H-A-R-D-E-N.com. Thank you again for being a part of this conversation today. And if something really resonated with you, or if you have a question, please don't hesitate to connect with me. You can find me on Instagram at Nellie Harden. And lastly, if you loved the information, please, please leave a five-star review and a comment so more and more families can be impacted by harnessing the strength of these ideas and tools in their own families. So thank you so much. Happy building, you guys, and I'll see you next week.